this is Dr. Missy Hood with Ezekiel's Wheel. Happy Monday. Um, I'm actually on time today. Well, no, I'm not actually. I'm about 30 minutes late. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. Hope things are going well for every one of you. Hey, James, how are you, man? Um, I actually was having a few little kinks and getting started today. So we finally got up and going and got it going on the website and stuff. So all is well. Hope all is well with you. And I hope everything's going well in your world. Um, I've got a word today. There's a lot of things going on um, in the spirit right now. And if you haven't noticed that there's a lot of uh, satanic witchcraft coming at your mind. There's a lot. Of, they're going after the mind. They're going after the air. Things like that. And so we know that the prince is the power of the air. So because of that, we know that we're also in a season. Now we're in the roughest part of C2 for those of you coming out of C2. If, you're, if you've made it through the eye of the needle, now you're heading towards the door to make it through the high holy days into C3. Hopefully that's you. Um, so we're heading into a time right now where the game it's game on. It's literally game on right now where it's its a fight to the finish. And so from August 1st through September 15th and into, in, then into October 31st, we're going to be encountering a lot of satanic feast. And what does that mean for you? Um... Well, you may be ex experiencing a lot of confusion, a lot of a hard time hearing the Lord, a hard time focusing. That's witchcraft. That's what these satanic priests and these, these feasts bring on when they release uh, innocent blood sacrifices. And I'm going to get into that. And this is going to be an intense topic today. Be, I'm going to teach you how to do this because it's we've won the we've already won. <laughs> so why get all worked up about all this and get upset and it's, it's totally fruitless. And so there's going to be many, many, and it's happening almost every other day where they're doing um, innocent blood sacrifices and rituals against Christians to hinder you from getting in through the next door. Okay. They're also coming against high powered leaders because they want the body disengaged. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They want you disengaged. They want you fatigued. They want you where you don't care. So they're trying to create distractions. They're trying to create the illusion of, eh, I'm just going to do what I want. It's the end of the summer. I'm tired of doing this. Tired of all the warfare. Nah, nah, nah. And let me tell you why the witchcraft is so high, by the way, because the nation's at stake. That's why it's so high. So you need to stay plugged in, warrior. You need to stay engaged and letting the enemy know, we're not quitting. We're in it to win it. We've already read the end of the book. You lost. You're serving little G. Our big G already beat the tar out of your little G. His name's Jesus. When he nailed him, when the devil was stupid enough to nail Jesus to the cross, he sealed his own fate. And all the stupid followers that follow him that are stupid enough to do that, then you get to you get the end result of that. So, but as for me, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And so we're all excited about that. So as we move into October, we got to make it through August and September 1st. But as we're moving through this plane, there are going to be a lot of innocent blood sacrifices, which cause high levels of witchcraft. So for you intercessors, you need to be drying up the power behind it. Right now, let's do that. Father, through the power and authority of Jesus Christ in my life, with Luke 10, 19, I take authority over all the witchcraft in the air right now. And we dry it up on all the innocent blood sacrifices, all the power behind it. We dry it up with Jeremiah 51, 36 and Jeremiah 50, 38. We take authority over it, Lord, with Luke 10, 19. We wrap it up in the nets of the Holy Spirit with Luke 10, 19, Matthew 18, 18. And we sever it off with Genesis 3, 24. We dissolve the roots, fruits, and 
seeds of all this stuff. We turn it back on the heads of those who sent it. Father, with Luke 21, 25, Lord God, you said no weapon formed against us would prosper, and every tongue that rises up in judgment against us shall fall to the ground. As a matter of fact, we erase their breath out of the airway right now with Psalms 34, 14. We say, Lord, that there's no weapon they can use that can possibly uh, prosper, Lord God, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so, Father, we thank you right now. We release your holy angels into the atmosphere, Lord, because you're greater than any other demon on the planet, in the atmosphere, in any of the heavens. You're greater, God. Your holy angels are greater. Second Kings 6, 16. And we release the holy angels right now to go forward and to monitor the airways right now. To monitor the airways. And we speak peace, peace. We speak the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings and love into our atmospheres. First Corinthians 13, 13. And we thank you, God, because you're doing exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. So their goal is we need to also while you're doing this while you're buying up innocent blood sacrifices with jeremiah 51 36 and jeremiah 50 38 um make sure that you're releasing the souls that the enemy has taken back unto jesus and that's pretty intense but that's what they're doing it's an innocent blood sacrifice they sacrifice humans they sacrifice animals we're in this time right now between now and october 31st where it's like a tit for a tat so every other day we're going to be battling them and then they're going to come back with some kind of a feast and ritual sacrifices and stuff so learn how to dry it up it has no power over you stand up and and show up and just tell the enemy to buck up he didn't have any power over you but you need to stay right on top of breaking off all this mess as well as breaking off early death assignments matter of fact let's do that off of you now too okay say this say father in the name of jesus with deuteronomy 27 and 28 and Luke 10:19, I stand by proxy for me and my family, as if they're here, and I renounce, rebuke, and nullify all generational cursings of early death assignments and freak accidents, any type of disease. I renounce them right now in my bloodline. I ask you to forgive me and all my forefathers back to Adam and Eve, who've opened up the doors for any of these early death assignments to come in, and I ask you to slam shut these doors now with Revelations 3:7 in Jesus name and that's how you do that so you need to stay right on top of that also Lord we take authority over the spirit of basilisk which brings in early death between especially between August the 1st it's high if you look at our uh, our calendar we give you the roadmap and we start off in the color yellow where it starts off with a low level stress and then you move into orange and then it moves into high red High red is between August the 1st through September 15th, okay? As we finish out the season of Bacillus, but it's the highest point of that spirit. What is a Bacillus? It's a spell. It's a demonic creature that comes in and brings in drought and early death. That's why we just had you renounce that, that cursing off your family so that it can't touch you. But you still need to stay on top of it and be breaking it off because witches and Satanists release early death assignments and freak accidents. So what I've done through the Lord of my life is help you shut that door to where you become less of a target. You still have to stay on top of it and keep breaking it off while you move through August. Okay? So how the, how's another way that you do this with the spirit of Bacillus? So Father, through the power and authority of Jesus Christ, Lord, we're taking a holy mirror of God. It, it will die if you put and let it see itself. That's, it can't see itself. That's what is uh, that's what I've learned and how to battle it. But with Proverbs twenty seven nineteen, we put the holy mirrors of God in front and around this thing. Let it see itself and let it drop dead in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Lord, right now 
uh, that you would strip off its belt of lies that it tries to permeate onto society. And Lord, we burn up the belt of lies that it wears where it tries to trickle down like the oil, but it's an evil oil, Father God. So we dry up that oil with Jeremiah 51, 36 and Jeremiah 50, 38. And we render it useless, Father, Habakkuk 1, 3 and 4. We render it's all of its effects useless. We burn up all the jewelry that it wears, all of its feathers, Psalms 104, 4, fire, uh, fire. And we ask you right now, Lord God, that it, we just render it totally impotent over the body of Christ. And so, Father, we lose some protection over ourselves and our families, long life and good health with Psalms 91. When we thank you, God, we thank you, God, we thank you, God. We release Daniel 6, 12, Daniel 6, 22 angels. And we ask you to burn up all strange fire with Holy Ghost fire. Psalms 1044 fire, Father. And we ask you, Lord, to burn it out of their times, dimension, realms, frequency, seasons, and cycles of the Spirit. Burn it all up, Lord God. Burn it up and incinerate it. Dissolve their roots, fruits, and seeds. James 414. Dissolve it all over us, Father God, and release your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Feel better? I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. All right, let's get on into the message. So the enemy's bringing in. He's bringing that in first. That's what you're going to have to stay on top of. Make sure you've written that down. If you need to write it down and go back and re-listen to this, go re-listen to it, get the scriptures, but stay on top of that. But what else is the enemy doing to you in this season? Because right now, everything is heightening up in the spirit. It's ratcheting up. I don't know about you, but I can feel it. And I praise God for it. So it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Just stay on top of it. But he's also bringing in extreme religious spirits to the forefront in dead churches. What does that mean? It means you need to be careful not go to places like that. You need to stay in churches that are alive and that are treasure chests. Because the Lord's saying, beware of those who just want to debate and argue over doctrine. Beware. That's not God. And this is the truest red flag of a religious vessel in deep need of deliverance. Is when all they want to do is debate with you and argue with you. It's a religious spirit. And when leaders or sheep only have a critical eye or critical speech towards others instead of love, it's a spirit of religion and Jezebel coming in to try to maintain its position of control. Haven't you been trying to get free from Jezebel? Jezebel's the mother of religion. It's the mother of control and manipulation. So you don't want to be underneath leaders like that. You want to be really careful about that. They're usually false prophets. So anyhow, there's, I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying either with order. Because there's God is a God of order. God maintains order in his church. And so if you're underneath leaders that all they want to do is manipulate and control you, that's not God. So what happens in these situations is that vessels or these types of false types of leadership, they're tears in the body. They're afraid of losing control over that over that flock, so they criticize instead of using the word to help the sheep get delivered. It's one thing to tell the truth in the body of Christ, to help the sheep get healed and delivered. Because in this hour, I don't know about you, but have you noticed how blunt God is getting? How clear God is making his truth? He's kind of in our in our mix. And I'm going to get into that here in a second too. But he's he's getting up in our mix, trying to get us get our attention to where he can get us aligned and moving us into places of safety. So he's getting very blunt through his truth prophets because the hour's late, and the sheep can no longer use the excuse of "You're not speaking the truth in love." You're not speaking the truth in love because love will get tough on you. 
It's also based on the scripture where Jesus clearly stated, I came to offend. I came to divide with my truth, with my sword, to firmly lead the sheep to higher ground spiritually. He wants to bring us higher. So he's trying to get us into the place of truth where we accept the truth and actually heed it and implement it. We're going to get into that in a second too. But if you want to move higher more quickly, start asking God to bring some truth prophets across your path. And apply what they're telling you to do so you can accelerate and get higher ASAP. Which brings us in to actually teaching today. Um, happy Monday. Hope you've had a great Monday so far. Um, so we're going to move into 2 Chronicles 32.1 through 33.13. And it's talking about the testings that Hezekiah faced. Remember we talked on Friday about King Uzziah. And all the mess. I mean, he started out so well, but he ended up so badly. And it's because he couldn't stay in his own lane. How many people have met people who did not stay in their own lane? Whether it's at your work or in church, I've never seen it so prevalently as I'm seeing it in the body. And it's because so many people lack identity. They don't have an identity, so they always want to be who they see other people being. And they want to do what other people are doing. And it's like, just be you. How about try being you? Try being you for once. You'd be a happier soul. And and it would take a lot more stress off your life because you wouldn't be trying to put your hand on everybody else's piece of the pie. I've seen that for 25 years in the body right now. And God is trying to get us into identity quickly to where we're satisfied, we're, we're content with who he's made our vessels to be. And we can plug in at high levels because we know who we are and whose we are. We're not trying to prove anything to anybody anymore. And believe me, when you hit 50, you just stop caring. So it doesn't, <laughs> he's kind of grown out, outgrown that, hopefully. So anyway, this is what Hezekiah was faced with. He was faced with three types of, different types of testing. And the first one that he had to war through, or maneuver through, was the test of learning how to war forward. He had to war forward. What does that mean? During this test... When you have made some advancements in the past, the enemy is going to try to come in to try to confuse the sheep through the spirit of religion. He's going to try to come in with old spirits, spirits that you used to be stuck in, to try to confuse you. And this is his attempt at causing your vessel to try to go back or accidentally get led back to the ways of old like a dog to its vomit. That's what the Bible says when people go back like a dog to their vomit. And, it, and it's also, I'm, I'm noticing it in the body right now where the people are tired and they're fatigued and so they're kind of getting sloppy about staying connected. And when we do this, what happens is that we can get easily let back astray and we can get convenient and we want things to stay the same, so we say, but yet we were miserable back, miserable back there. And so we get led back into old mindsets, into old, like sometimes old relationships. Ooh, yeah. And then old dysfunctional or abusive relationships or places you used to go to. God's saying, don't let yourself go there. Don't let yourself go there. If I made all the, if I, if I, the Lord's saying, if I did all that work to get you free, why would I drag you back? into the devil's camp. God's not a God that he goes backwards. He's always moving us forward. We're always moving forward in him if we're following him and listening to his truth prophets. So 
If you want to accelerate quickly, I'm going to say it three times during this whole thing today. Pray for truth prophets in this hour. And it's going to be rough on you for a while until you acclimate to what they say and how they say it because they rub you the wrong way. I pray for them all the time. I have several truth prophets around my vessel and I purposefully ask for them. I purposefully do. I don't always like what they tell me, but if I want to keep moving forward, I'll heed the words of the prophets and I'll obey. And the reasoning is, it's because the Bible clearly says, when you listen to the prophets, you're blessed. If you want to know how to accelerate quickly out of the old and into the new, you're going to get a truth prophet in your path and you're going to let them speak to you sometimes harshly, sometimes brashly. And then it's not that they don't love you. It's not that we don't love you. It's that God's trying to get you somewhere quick. So what he's doing is he's using the sword of the spirit of truth and he's pruning you back, way back from any dead fruit that's in your thinking or on your in your life, things that you're doing. And when we listen to them, then when, once he prunes you back, you accelerate even faster because all that mess is off you. So that's the blessing of having a truth prophet around you. So it's so that you can continue moving quickly in the spirit of love, believe it or not. So if you don't like truth as a sheep, you're not going to fare very well in the days ahead because God is bringing forth very, very blunt prophets to get his point across. That's what he's doing in this hour. He's bringing in blunt truth because of the level of witchcraft that's arisen around his sheep so that they can tell very quickly who's speaking God's word and who's not. Remember when I talked to you about witchcraft, we broke it off the beginning. It brings in confusion. It's strategically sent in around the body. And the enemy sends it in around critical pathways, critical doorways at certain times of the year when God's trying to get you out of the old and into the new. Don't you think that's a strategy when you get, if you were to get confused and not knowing the way in which you should go and then you're being tempted to go backwards and maybe go visit old friends and God's like, no, I'm trying to bring you forward into a higher level, higher level of blessing, higher level of my spirit, higher level of power and authority. Don't go back. Don't go backwards and don't get sloppy in this season. It's a strategy of the enemy against you. So the prophets are sent in. And this season, you're actually being tempted in multiple ways because God's not only tempting you to see if you're, if you've learned something from last season. He's also trying to discern or, or to trying to see if you can discern the Balaam's prophets, the false prophets from the tares, so that you can discern who's who. You'll know who's his sheep, and who's there to mislead you, distract you, and just tickle your ears. That's why they're sent in. You think the devil's a dummy? He's not stupid. He was the lead strategist around God's throne when he was in heaven. So if he was the lead strategist, that means he knows a thing or two about the word of God. Which is, is pretty uh, concerning because it seems that he knows more than the body knows. Which we would expect he's an angelic or he's an angelic being. But we have to remember when God's trying to align us. The word's never going to feel good to a heart that's misaligned. It's, it's not. Not at first. Because God's trying to course correct us. Matter of fact, again, the word spoken will usually cut us to the quick to prune back all the rotten fruit. And it's what God did to King Hezekiah after he brought him across through many victories. So this brings me to the actual, actual message. And it's where... God was testing King Hezekiah's heart to see if he would, would, would remain true in everything that he had learned thus far. 
Remember we talked to you guys about moving from faith to faith and glory to glory. God's moving you through C1, C2, C3, and C4 of his heart. The water kingdom, the fire kingdom, the water is the water of deliverance. That's the first part, January through April 30th. And you should be going through major deliverance through that time of the year. Then as you move through April 30th through August 31st, which is where a lot of us are at right now. We, Well, front runners aren't, but hopefully you've moved beyond that and you're moving through your door. Um, but the fire portion of God's heart is to bring all the dross to the surface. Anything that's impure that's there, that's still there that you haven't gotten delivered of in the first couple of months of the year is now being burned off and you're being you're entering into high levels of testing. And then as you move through the new door at the head of the year, which is the high holy days, the Hebrew feast, you start moving into the higher things of the spirit. And you'll especially notice it as you move past September 15. And then the last we have to deal with the last of the satanic feast in October. And after that, that's when I always tell people when you get into C3, C4, that's my favorite times of the year because we always see a lot of holy angel movement and you get a lot of revelation and that's already happening in our teams right now so i'm i love this time of the year and so you can move as fast or as slow as you want to go through the quadrants of god's heart depending upon how obedient you are to heeding his word it's all up to us it's all up to us and and where we want to go in christ and he'll let you go as high as you want to go but the next test the first one is to see if you've learned what you say you learned in last season. The second test that Hezekiah went through was the test of honor. Do you continue to honor God when he gets up into your mix? Or do you get mad? Do you make excuses or get offended only to take your toys and go home? I'm not going to serve you anymore, God. You made me mad. Because the honor test is brought in to test our hearts right after a series of breakthroughs and successes in Christ. Have you just come through a lot of successes where you were going and going and doing really, really well and all of a sudden you, you hit this wall and you're not really sure what's going on? This is uh, God's way of showing you and letting him see what's in your heart still, what needs to be delivered. So. King Hezekiah up until this point had won many wars, but he capitulated and he got caught up in pride and he started questioning God. He was like, you know, I've served you. I was doing so well and I've gone from faith to faith and glory to glory and you gave me and put me in this battle and that battle and, and then and he started questioning God and God put him on a sick bed. He got sick. And then he had to repent and ask God to forgive him and we all know the end of that story. God gave him 15 more years. But testings usually come after times of great blessing. Because the enemy will always hit us. And God will allow it sometimes. Right before or right after a blessing occurs. If it's before, it's because he's trying to stop you. So it's not usually God ordained. If it's after, sometimes it's God ordained. To see if you've learned what you should have learned in last season. So... It's to see if we remain true to God, even when we're doing right. Or are we going to back off and go back to our ways of old? We talked last Friday about King Uzziah and his shortcomings. And how he began very, very strong, but ended very badly. Because he couldn't stay in his own lane. 
He didn't know how to stay in his own lane. That's today's terminology for not knowing how to be content with what God had given him. Are you content with what God has given you, with where you're at in the spirit? Are you content? Or do you like your walk? Some of us don't. <laughs> I'll be honest. Some of us don't. But will you stay steadfast? Will you stay true to God? Even when you don't understand what's going on around you. Will you continue to trust him with where he's placed you, whether you're a leader or a follower? Will you stay true? Because Uzziah's problem was that he always wanted other Christians or other leaders piece of the pie. And he exhibited this by mimicking what the priest did in the temple. He wanted to be a priest. He wanted what the priest could do because he he loved God, which is admirable so much. He loved God so much, but he wanted to be what the priests were. He wanted to do that for God. And God had made him a king. God had given him a, a kingdom. And he still wasn't satisfied. Can you imagine? And so he went into the temple and he got the censer, you know, the little thing they carry around and they, it has smoke coming out of it. And he was going around doing what the priest did. And immediately God struck him with leprosy. Because he wasn't anointed to do that job. He wasn't set apart to do that job. Do you know you have to be set apart to do a job for God? To have a specific place, well, any place in the kingdom. You have to be anointed to do it. There has to be a grace there. So this is why it's so retarded and crazy for people. I say it's retarded. Perverse is a better word. Perverse. Uh, it, but it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because when we want to be who we're not called to be, we get ourselves into deep kimchi. We get ourselves into deep kimchi. So God had only called him to be a king, as though that wasn't great enough. And this actually is applicable to today, in today's society. Well, we live in a time where people are never satisfied. They're ungrateful, and they lack the ability to stay focused on what God has them doing. And you want to know why I think this is going on? I think this is honestly, this is going to sound crazy, but this is really what I believe. We live in a, a society that likes to be entertained. We also live in a high-technology society where we're used to technology changing so fast. It's always changing. So then you, you blend that with entertainment, and you have a society then that brings that mentality to church or to work or into their personal lives when they're trying to get things done or learn how God does things and learn God's ways. And when things don't move as fast as we think they should move or we're not entertained, then we lose interest. And then we're like, we're discontent. And we're like, I don't want to do this anymore. This isn't fun anymore. When the hard things come, this isn't fun anymore, God. I don't know if I like this. And God is like, you can, you can keep your McDonald's drive through mentality because I'm not moving on your time. Lord says, I'm moving on mine. And if a speaker isn't entertaining you or touching your itchy ears, most of these people leave and find somebody who will. This is where 85% of the body's at right now. You see, and, and I can tell you, I, can, I won't do it, but there are people out there right now who are Balaam's prophets, they're false prophets, and they're misleading the sheep. And this is where 85% of the body is led to. They're led to that. And there are truth prophets out there, and I can name those too right now. And people, they get mad at them. They get mad when they tell them the truth because it doesn't make them feel good. Truth prophets are not sent in to make us feel good. They're coming in through Jesus to, with the sword of truth to divide 
mothers from fathers, sisters from brothers, with, and it'll offend you. The truth will offend you. And if it offends you, it shouldn't. But if it does, that's probably an area God's trying to clean up in your heart. But don't get caught up in the mentality with the mainstream mob, if you will, where they're being led like sheep to slaughter. Because they don't even know they're being misled. They have no idea. So, demonic hardships then sometimes are allowed to come in to test us and to show us how prepared we are or how unprepared we are to fight because we haven't come up in the spirit if we haven't been listening and haven't been obeying the word. And so, the, for the sheep that are getting caught up in this right now, this is concerning to me because a lot of them aren't prepared to fight. And when the when the fire comes, the strange fire comes, they get all caught up in it. And they, they're off on their own because they haven't been listening to the Lord. They haven't been getting cleaned up in the Lord. And they haven't been heeding the word so they can recognize the true voice of the Lord. They don't even recognize it anymore. They have a seared conscience usually. They're doing whatever their flesh wants to do instead of what the Spirit tells them to do. And it takes a lot of discipline. Coming up in the Spirit takes a lot of discipline. And it makes you tired sometimes. It frustrates you at times. But for the obedient heart, blessed are those who hear God's Word and implement it. These are the sheep that listen and they practice it. And they're the ones in this hour that are moving into safety very quickly. In King Hezekiah's second test, He'd been faithful, and he'd crossed over into a new spiritual dimension. And this is what I said was talking, it's what occurs when God moves us through C1, C2, C3, C4, as we endure the testings of God. But God was testing Hezekiah by allowing the enemy to come in and attack him, to see his faithfulness, and to see if he would remain faithful. Did he learn what what he was supposed to have learned in last season on the last level? Because it's one thing to participate in a huge religious meeting, but an entirely different thing when we activate what we've learned. And it took Hezekiah a while to figure out what God was doing. It takes us a while to learn the patterns of God and the ways of God as we learn to move through his heart. And God's ways aren't our ways. They aren't always going to make us feel comfortable. We're not always going to like it. It's, church is not always going to stay the same. We have moved out of those times where we're moving through a cookie-cutter church type of living. I mean, we're trying our best right now in this season to find churches that are still alive with the Spirit of God. And if you found one, God bless you. But if you're stuck in a dead church and you just want things to stay the same and you don't like change, you're not going to fare very well because... Things are changing quickly. The Spirit is moving so fast, it's hard to keep up sometimes. Unless you're listening to the true prophets and you're tracking with the prophets. It's part of the pattern and the ways of God. It was back in Israel's day. It has always been that way and it is in our day. If you want to be successful. So it took Hezekiah a while to figure out what God was doing. But once he learned God's patterns and how he and how he moved, God started moving him forward. And he got well. He got well. And he got on the stick and he obeyed. 
And this was God's promise, actually, through Hezekiah's bloodline, because he had already promised David's family that they would never lack having a true believer on the throne. And Hezekiah was actually that man. But he almost lost destiny. He almost missed it until he figured out what God was doing. How well, you know, I know everybody's busy. I'm very busy like you are. And, but even during times like August, when I'm talking about what's going on spiritually, and, and I'm, we're having to learn all these different concepts about like witchcraft. Because the church has never had to deal with that before. Back in our grandparents' day, we didn't have idiots practicing witchcraft. People didn't even talk about it. And I'm sorry I'm going to call it what it is because it's foolish to serve a god that's a little g. It's just totally idiotic. He didn't even win. He got cast down on the earth. He has no power. He has no power. Why would you serve someone with no power? But my point is that we're living in a time we're having to deal with things we've never dealt with before. And if we don't get on the stick, PDQ, because we've been led by leaders who are following witchcraft in our politics. We've got people on the federal, state, city, county, and personal level practicing this mess. And you think God isn't trying to preserve you and get you somewhere quick. He loves you if you listen. But we're having to learn about these things so that we can even survive and, and work our way through them. And God promised to keep that which we've entrusted to Him until that day. Those that heed the word will be preserved. And that's what He's telling me right now. So... It's time to start figuring out and listening to what God is saying, learning the patterns of God, learning who's not practicing God. And I hate to say this, not everybody can go with you where God's taking you. And I know that hurts some of you because you're like, oh, no, no, my family's coming up. Not always. God will not force someone's will. And so God's not going to hold you back if you're being obedient and doing what he's telling you to do when he's trying to get you somewhere safe. And, and out of the old and into the new. He's trying to get you there quickly. You want to know why, front runner? This is the best news of the day. If you want God to help you with your family, be obedient and getting forward, getting into the new as quickly as you can. You want to know why? Because all front runners carry a gift of love, which makes you indestructible and undefeatable. Okay? God is the most powerful force on earth. Love is God is love, right? So love is the most powerful force on earth. Some are given the gift of joy, others faith. Very few are given the gift of God's spirit on their vessel from birth. These are the front runners. They're undefeatable and indestructible. Why is that imperative and important to you? It's important to you because while you're praying for your family, if you'll get focused on God and learn about all these things, God's going to use you to, to burst an entire people group through through Christ in your life. How does that, what does that mean? It's, apt, it's applied through the law of God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for all. So all it takes, it's like the same concept you use in worship. When you go into a, a corporate worship anointing and you, you got that one person or maybe a couple people in the audience that know how to listen for the sound of God. They know how to try to harmonize and sing and find that sound that heaven's looking for. And then once they hit it, you burst everybody through. Same cat, different color. That's what God's using you for in your bloodline. To burst your whole bloodline through from the day back to Adam and Eve. They're all, the clouds of witnesses are waiting on you. That's why you've got to keep obeying and heeding the word, no matter how tired you are. No matter how much persecution you take. And we're going to get into that here in a second. 
That's the first test that Hezekiah went through. The second test is the test of honor. Do you continue to honor God when he gets up into your mix? We already talked about that. And and how David had been put into, or Hezekiah was in David's bloodline. He was learning to obey the ways of God. So, if Satan can't conquer you as a devouring lion, remember he comes to seek who he may devour. Then he comes in as a serpent trying to deceive us back into the old places. So that true change can never occur. He doesn't want the church advancing. Why do you think he hammers you so hard from August until September. It's like a, a constant badminton game, if you want to call it. But it's only a badminton game, and it's really like the, the body makes it like it's a football game when it's not even a game because we've already won it. But if, if we had educated ourselves and known what was coming at us through witchcraft, then we'd know how to stand in unity and take this sucker down. Take it. You have all power over them. They have no power over you unless you don't know what you're doing when you're battling them. And this is where the body is, is at right now, which is why I make this broadcast, hopefully to help you guys. So it's another ploy of the enemy to make the enemy, or excuse me, to make the sheep fatigued and then lazy. How many of you get into a battle and it just kind of goes on and on and on. And how well do you maintain your focus in the battle? How well do you listen to the Lord and continue setting your face like flint in a battle? When you know, because there's always an ending date to every test, right? Every test is an ending date. So when you, I believe, this is what I've learned as an intercessor and a front runner, is that when I, I know that in August, actually in July, Come mid-July, when we start hitting the eye of the needle, I start setting my focus and my fl my face like flint that no matter what comes at me, no matter how bad it is, I'm going forward. I'm not losing my focus. I'm not listening to anybody but the true prophets and the Lord. I'm seeking in myself while comparing it to what the true prophets are saying. And I'm continuing to pray and praise my way forward, no matter what the cost. You don't look to the left or to the right. You set your face like Flint. Ask that God put blinders on your eyes if you need to, but you keep going forward. And you don't let anybody interrupt that process between that time of the year. You don't let any old friends come in. You don't let people who are just going to, nah, 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 oh, nah, -uh, nah, -uh. You surround yourself with people like yourself who are who are God-minded, love-minded, and they want change. They want they want God, and they're hardcore warriors. If you want to be successful, that's what you're going to do. If you're a front runner in this hour, so you're definitely not surrounding yourself with people who are I mean my mind people, because these types don't want to be bothered with learning. They just want to live their selfish lives uninterrupted, so they can do what they want to do. That's where 85% of the body's at. It's the other 15% that are the ones that are really, really doing the, the, the guts of the work. But that's the problem with this mentality. And it's easily seen by looking at our nation in its current condition, if you want to know the truth. How do you think church got here? Or the church got here? Because everything that happens at the head trickles down. But it's because of poor leadership and politics, but mainly in the church, because we dropped the ball. So, 
It's time to quit getting angry at the truth leadership that God is putting into position around us and start implementing the truth that God is telling us to implement so we can finally realize that God's on our side and he's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We're not. not. We're not God. And that's another issue in the church. We are not our own gods. That's the problem in society as well. The enemy came in. He's trying to get people to be their own God. Be all you can be. Don't submit to a power greater than yourself. But it's the wise heart that never forgets God in all they do. Because only God can bring you out of the old and into the new. He's the only healer that exists. I am not my own healer, nor are you. Which brings us into Romans 15, 23 through 16, 9. And it talks about repaying debts to the weak and the lost. And at first, actually, I thought, what does that have to do anything until I got into it? I thought, wow, you're right. But a heart that's been forgiven of, forgiven of much loves much. Loves much. It's not religious. It's not time to be something it's not because it doesn't have a choice. It's a grateful heart. And even if it comes, it has to listen to tough love. Usually the heart that learns to take the, the good and the bad out of God's hand because we can't just pick and choose what comes through God's hand towards us. We have to take it all and know that he's got a good plan for us at the end. He's got a great plan in store for you if you will learn to trust him in all things. But we can't quit on God and we and it, it's part it's an attribute of love it's an attribute of God and it's an attribute of honor when you learn not to quit on God just because you don't like what's coming through his hand and when you learn that you learn one of the strongest qualities of love which is not quitting on people God didn't quit on you he's trying to teach us not to quit on people and God said that the strong would always bear up the weak and help them grow. The problem is the mentality that the enemy has developed upon our society which fights true growth because people don't want to hear the truth anymore. We see that. I just talked about that. Which only comes when we allow truth to come in. So the new leadership we're seeing God raise up in this hour have to practice tough love. They also have to practice patience and unselfishness, which is hard. It's hard to be a leader in this hour. I commend the leaders. I'd, I'd like to hug their necks because it takes a lot to lead the sheep in this hour. The sheep aren't the easiest people to lead. And you know what it feels like for a leader to be bashed by selfish sheep? Sheep that want to run off with every wind and doctrine? Things that make them feel good temporarily, but only leads them to the slaughter. It makes a leader feel like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like you go to the Lord and you throw your hands up in the air to the Lord saying, why try? If they don't care, why should I? But you can't do that. You can't do that because... People, it's one of those, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Did you ever hear that thing where Jerry Savelle got mad at God when he was going through this? He was going through this exact testing. And he got mad at the sheep. And he told God, he said, let them all go to hell, God. Let them all go to hell. I don't care. Let them all go to hell. But he loved them too much. But he was just frustrated by the stupid things that people do and things that they believe and the, and the mindsets that they vehemently defend that are so not love and so not God and so 
inauthentic. And I gotta hurry up, I'm at 44 minutes. But a true leader of love, a love, a true, a leader of true love, even tough love, won't ever quit. It won't quit. We forge on despite the ignorance of the masses and keep preaching to the sheep that want to listen. Because even one vessel getting saved is important to Christ. Even one sheep coming up in the spirit is important to Christ. This is how important you are. I don't think you know how important you are and how much he loves you. So if you're important to God, then you're important to me. And that's what gives me the incentive to want to continue to march because one heart is that precious to God. And that they should be precious to us when we learn to celebrate people instead of just tolerating people. That's another problem we deal with in our families and in church. We see it all around us. People just tolerate people now. They don't want to celebrate each other and love people. They don't want to take time for people. But you're that precious to God. So it takes mature believers to continue to help the weak because if we live to please the Father, we want to help others. And plus we have a debt to the lost. That's the second part. God saved, I don't know if you know this or not, but God saved the Jews to reach the Gentiles and helping them to learn to praise the Lord. So God is actually after the multitudes in their heart. He wants our heart. God saved us so that we might want to win others who want to walk in truth and in the spirit of God. So believe it or not, we all have a debt to pay. The Gentiles are indebted to the Jews, so we repay that debt by praying for Israel and by giving Israel material gifts to assist them. And we reach out to others through love and a pure heart, even if we have to speak blunt truth to get their attention. This brings me to Psalms 25, 16 through 22. And if you're in a place where you're seeking life-changing decisions and, and you're asking for God's will, this part's for you. What kind of people does God guide? He guides the people who glorify Him. If you want God's will for, your, for His glory, then God's going to be in it with you. He's going to show you the right path to be on. But if you have selfish motives in how you pray and what you're serving Him for, if you've got motives of lifting yourself up instead of a holy God, then He may allow you to have your selfish way for a season, but it's it'll teach you a hard lesson. Do you ever hear of Mark Hankins' story where, and I love Pastor Mark Hankins, he's, he was dating a girl and his mother always prayed for his wife, for his spouse. And he hadn't been married, he was single. And he, kept, he brought her home, which is probably a God thing because his mom found out about it. But he told his mom, he kept telling his mom, I'm going to marry that girl, I'm going to marry that girl. And his mother got really angry because she wasn't even godly. And she looked at him and she said, boy, you may get what you want, but you may not like what you get. And these are the things that happen to us when we demand our own way while seeking Christ out and thinking we're seeking God out in a certain thing. When we get in our own lane or we get out of our own lane, we get stuck in our ways, but we want what everybody else has got. We're never satisfied. 
which is the reason why we need to heed God's word and implement it. So because you're not wasting time by waiting on God in prayer, guys. Because he guides those who ask. And the word of God is always there when we mix it with prayer. And it works. So when God begins you on a new direction or in a new direction, don't forget about him. He's saying in this hour, not before, during, or after. Include me in all things, says the Lord. And all your ways will be successful. If we ask God sincerely, God will show you the way in which you're to walk. He'll show you his ways. And he'll lead us into all truth. And he'll answer completely. Because he guides those who are clean and those who submit. He doesn't guide rebel sheep. Did you know that? I thought that was so interesting that that came up in my quiet time today. God said that in my quiet time. I don't guide rebel sheep. I don't guide people who are always demanding their own way because they won't listen. It's pointless. But he does lead those who fear him and submit to his will. So the Lord's saying, keep your eyes on me in this hour and keep my ways so that you can stay aligned because the devil's on the prowl. Vessels that God uses are highly effective right now. The ones who are seeking him. And a good way to know this, to know if you're rightly aligned, is the level of persecution you're taking. Persecution comes in, in the form of people lying about you or slandering you. And it's a pretty good indicator because Jesus went through it. That you're probably doing perfectly right for the Lord because the devil's attacking you. You, you wouldn't be a threat. You wouldn't be a threat. Because the devil doesn't waste time on sheep who aren't a threat. The itchy ear syndrome we're observing in the body today is an indicator that 85% of the body is not a threat to the devil. They don't know how to battle him. He's whooping them to and fro. And Satan's got them perfectly distracted so that they can be led to slaughter. Because Satan knows they're rebels like he is. Which brings us, as we wrap up, to Proverbs 20, 16 through 18. Where it talks about taking up the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it and pledge if it's done for an outsider. Food gained by fraud tastes sweet. But one ends up with a mouth full of gravel. Plans are established by seeking advice. So if you wage war, obtain guidance. I think that encompasses every single thing I just preached about in this or taught about. Are you encouraged today? My name is Dr. Missy Hood. I actually do the 15-minute reps on Mondays and Wednesdays. And um, I actually, we do them on Mondays to rev you up for the week and then to rev you up for the weekend. But we're also mainly here for the front runners and the intercessors. We want to try to, we're a deliverance ministry. We help take you through high power deliverance. If you're looking for a tribe, go check us out at EzekielsWill.org. When you submit us, we do vet you. You have to have the grace to do what we do. And, and it takes a lot to continue forging on out of the old and into the new as far as getting cleaned up and staying pure hearted and keeping our hearts clean before the Lord because we can't move into the next place of God unless we get cleaned up on this level. And so if that's you, come check us out. Um, we're also in September going to be opening up through CR, Celebrate Recovery. If you have, it's not just for people with addictions or compulsions, it's for anybody with a deep hurt, anybody 
that's been wounded in life and I think we've all walked that path but it's a phenomenal program um, and it, it's got a healing anointing on it and we're training up our leaders right now to get ready for you guys but we're going to be opening that up for you we're also going to be opening up Ezekiel's Will on Monday nights to the public pardon me to start teaching you some techniques and to start helping you get some deliverance and deep inner healing that way and so be on the lookout for that checking our website and we're, we're you know, send us an email if you need to because we'll put you on a list as well but it's at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com but uh, we want to connect with you we want to love on you and help you step into your new so with that guys I hope you have a great rest of your day and then I will look forward to seeing you on Friday on the 15 minute ref but until then have a blessed day guys bye bye